Well, this weekend, the night sky will be the stage for a fantastic show as a remarkable meteor shower will take place. To share more about this phenomena, I'm joined by Paul Delaney, Professor Emeritus at York University. Thanks for joining me, Paul. Good morning, Maggie. Happy to be here. I am excited to talk about this. So this is called, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is it Parasid? Parasid? Perseid Meteor Perseid. Shower. Okay, Perseid. Yeah. Perseid Meteor Shower. What is this? This is basically the once a year event where the earth passes through, uh, I call it a rubble train. It's, it's debris left behind by a comet that's orbiting the sun. And this debris, it's full of uh, gravel and ices. The earth passes through that stream and we get a terrific uh, sh- a display of shooting stars. So this gravel hits the earth's atmosphere at upwards of 50 kilometers a second, wow. burns up for the large part in our atmosphere and gives us these streaks of light, these shooting stars across the sky. And of course, it's so concentrated. Normally, if you're outside on the back deck, uh, you might see one or two shooting stars an hour. It's reasonably infrequent, especially if you're in a bright city environment. But tonight, you'll get upwards of 50 in that hour. So like one a minute if you're in a dark sky. Wow. How often does this happen, Paul? Well, it's really helpful that it happens the same time every year. So the Perseids happen on August 12th to 13th every single year. There are lots of other meteor showers, Maggie, all throughout the year. But the Perseids is special because of what we call the the high impact velocity, the the strength of the the shower itself. And, of course, it happens in the Northern Hemisphere when it's warm. So people can be outside (laughs) rather than in the depths of winter. Right. And so if could we just look out at our, our on our back deck and see it do we need to be uh, removed from city lights how would be the best way to see this happen Okay so everybody can see it regardless of where you are but the darker the sky that you're in, the better off you're going to be. So if you're in downtown Toronto or downtown Hamilton, or for example, the sky is so bright there that you're only going to see the brightest meteors, the brightest shooting stars. And of course, they're few and far between. But if you can get out from the city, even just half an hour out of the city, uh, and that encompasses lots of suburbs, the sky darkens. So you get yourself comfortable on the back deck. Turn off your back lights. Ask your neighbors to turn off their back lights so that your backyard is as dark as is practical. Get comfortable because this is not a quick observation. You really need to be outside for 15 or 20 minutes just to get fully dark adapted so your eyes are sensitive to as faint a light in the sky as you can. And then, as I say, you know, get comfortable. Nice uh, shade lounge or you know, throw a blanket on the ground. And as long as you've got a pretty clear view towards the east and then up to the top of the sky, what we call the zenith, then you're well-placed to observe. And and just stay out there for half an hour. The later you can be outside, the better. The best show happens after midnight for sort of celestial reasons, but after midnight is the best time. So if you can be up late, get nice and comfortable in a nice, safe, dark environment, and just enjoy the fireworks. It really is like that. It's a fireworks show. I was gonna, so it, I was going to ask you, so you can see it with the naked eye. What does it look like? It looks like a, a fireworks show? Yeah, I mean, not, not the sort that sort of explodes right, out of course. every direction. Of course. <laughs> but, but it's like a, a streak of light across the sky. And as I said, about one a minute. And the Perseids are also quite famous for what we call fireballs or bolides, the brighter uh, shooting stars. So larger pieces of rock, like baseball size, that hit the atmosphere and they just glow even more brightly and they'll shine through any light polluted sky. So you want to be outside, as I said, 
Dark adapted and just enjoy the show for a half an hour or so, preferably after midnight. And you said this happens every year around this time. Is is the visibility of the Perseid meteor shower always the same in in this region of uh, of the world? Good question. And the answer is no. Okay. We're very well placed this year because the moon is almost at the new moon phase. So basically, there's no moon to add complicated lighting <laughs> to the night sky. I mean, if you're outside and the full moon is out, I think you can remember, it, you can just about read by the light of the full moon. It is so bright and that makes the sky bright. And that basically dims your perception of the meteor shower. Tonight, we're within, I think it's three days of the moon being new. So the moon's not going to rise until like about four or five o'clock tomorrow morning. And even when it rises, it's not going to be very bright. So this year is a particularly good year for observing the Perseids. And last thought, if you miss it tonight because the weather is poor, and let's face it, we can't control the weather, go out tomorrow night because the meteor shower isn't just a one-night stand. We've been watching Perseids for the last week or so, and we'll watch them for the next week or so. But tonight is the peak activity, but there'll still be residual meteors tomorrow night. Well worth the show if you get clouded out tonight. And Paul, compare this to other meteor showers. What makes this uh, this Perseid shower a little bit more special than maybe others? Uh, basically, it's because the amount of meteors hitting our atmosphere. It's what we call a, a, a strong shower. Other meteor showers during the course of the year have less debris. The Earth plows through much less debris, and so therefore there are far fewer shooting stars, meteors, passing through our atmosphere. The Perseids is one of the best shows in this regard. And as I mentioned earlier, it happens in August. So people are naturally drawn to the great outdoors. And so they get a better opportunity to see more meteors rather than say, for example, the Geminids, which are in December. And it can be a touch cold for sitting outside for half an hour to an hour in <laughs> December. So the weather helps the Perseids a great deal, but it is also the amount of material that uh, hits the atmosphere tonight. Remind us of when the best time is to look up and, and be outside. The later, the better. I mean, okay. the sun is going down about 8.30. Twilight finishes about quarter after 9, 9.30 Eastern time at the moment. So arguably, you could go out and start looking at 10 o'clock towards the east. However, because of the geometry of the Earth's orbit and the actual uh, path of the meteor shower, you are better off after midnight. So if you can be up after midnight, between midnight and one, for example, nice clear horizon from the east to straight above you, fully dark adapted. That's the best combination you can get for observing the Perseids this evening. Okay, it's exciting. Thanks so much, Paul. You're welcome, clear skies to everybody. <laughs> that was Paul Delaney. He's a professor emeritus at uh, York University. And we're talking about the Perseid meteor shower that we uh, will take place tonight as well as tomorrow evening as well. As Paul said, the optimum time to look up would be around uh, midnight to around one o'clock. Uh, and wow, what a, uh, it just sounds like it's going to be a beautiful show if uh, the, the skies are clear and we're able to, to see it all happen.